wait a minute. You're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. I have like a doctor's coat thing for some reason. A, ca- a cowboy doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what you want to be when you grow up. Yeah, I mean, it's like just combine everything. We just get cowboy doctor fireman in there and we're good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just like have a hose or like a Dalmatian and like you could even throw an astronaut helmet and then put the cowboy hat on top of it. Oh, geez. Where the firefighter go? There's too much in this. I've gone too deep. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm just going to start with that. Hi. Welcome to. Boo ha ha! It sounds weird when I say it. My voice is too like boo ha <laughs> That that's not a, like a weird Western cowboy for me. The boo ha ha. I do love old West ghosts. They have like some of the best ones. Um, so I am Emily Faye Coleman. My name is on the artwork. Like you should know what you're getting into. And I am here with my guest Kevin Johnston, who is so funny. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now now that you've said it, I can't think of anything to prove said fact. So. I hate it when I do. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, thank you for being nice in your introduction for me. Yeah. So Kevin yeah. is a comedian, and what the fuck is the cat? Uh, she is just. She's the got floor. a cheese wrapper. Oh, okay. Um, welcome to the first episode of Booha. It's gonna Boo-ha. take. It's gonna take a couple episodes yeah. before I'm like comfortable with it. Um, it, it looks good on paper, which is kind of where I stop with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> So this is a podcast, which obviously, but I will be reading scary stories to my my guest, who's Kevin. Yes. And then he's going to offer his commentary on this ghost story. <laughs> I tried to write these like all serious and like Edgar Allan Poe-like, but I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. Wait. So is, is there, are these stories you wrote or did you get They're them? They're real from stories, someone? but I pulled them from a lot of different sources because there's different tellings and stuff. Um, so I took, I basically researched and then did a compiled story. Okay. I, I guess let's get into it. Uh, first round is story from England, uh, the Tower of London. It's not a history podcast, so I'm not going to like get into what the Tower of London is, but it's an old prison. I'm assuming it's a tower in London. It's an old prison uh, slash place where royalty kept people they didn't want to deal with. Um, so nothing good. Okay, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing good happened they there. They executed a lot of people there, too. Um, yeah, that's good ghost yeah, material. Yeah, Anne Boleyn died there. Her ghost comes up there, not in this story. So our first story <coughs> is the Phantom Bear of Martin Tower. Wait, did you say bear? Bear. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in January 1816, a sentry was attending to his duties, guarding the Martin Tower section of the fortress. At the time, the tower was known as the Jewel Tower, and as you might guess, it was where the crown jewels were kept. They also keep the crown jewels at the Tower of London. Yeah, that seems weird. It's like you keep like all of your prisoners and execute people. And then that's also where you keep the pretty jewels. Oh, uh, we'll get to uh, some other weird shit they kept there as Okay. Well. So it's very important to keep an eye on that room for aforementioned reasons. Uh, during the sentry's night watch, he was surprised by a hulking animal-like, that's going to be important later, figure that appeared to have come from under the door of the tower, which my research has assured me is a very strange thing to happen. So animal-like. Animal-like. No. Okay. Uh, big. Big. Under the door. Under the door. That's... Just a normal fucking door. Yep. Okay. That's... Yeah, that's a little... Yes. Strange. Uh, in an effort to do his job, the man thrust at the shape with the bayonet of his gun. 
where that might have stopped a normal animal or a man, it did absolutely nothing for the creature that was advancing on the guard. Huh. Yes. To his, I imagine, surprise, the bayonet went right the fuck through that shape and stuck into the door behind it. The guard, in a state of complete and total shock, fell to the ground and, and this is a quote, dropped in a fit. In a, like, we don't go into fits anymore. That's just like a very British... I believe it's a seizure. Oh, well, I feel like an asshole now. <laughs> well, no, like, we don't call it a fit anymore. A seizure is just more clinical? Yeah, fit is just sort of more adorably British. I suppose. Um, it didn't get into specifics of what like happened to him. Um, he was eventually found and carried, still senseless with shock, back to the guard room. He died the next day, though not before recounting his story as best he could, including the fact that the huge figure he had seen had been none other than a bear. Ah, <laughs> Jerry, what happened? It was a bear. It's a He's fucking a, bear. A bear? A bear. A bear. What? In London. A bear. In London. <laughs> With the crowd, okay. A fellow guard. Okay, Jerry. <laughs> I guess since this is 1816, his name would have been like Ye Old Jerry or something. Gerald. Gerald <laughs> with a J. All right, Gerald. Uh, so a fellow guard not only testified that this man had been in full control of himself and seemingly normal before the incident, but that he had heard sounds around the time of the bear's appearance. The incident might have been explained away by the fact that, at the time, the royal menagerie was being housed in the tower. So, like, dead animals? No, live animals. Live animals? Oh. So, we've got prisoners, jewels, animals, beheadings, and ghosts. Why? I don't understand the logic behind this tower anymore. Like, I I knew what the Tower of London is. Like, I'm not just, like, going, what is this tower? Yeah, yeah. But it's, like... Prisoners, okay. Jewels, fine, like guards. But then, like, why are you throwing everything? I mean, Animals? you would think the menagerie would be at the palace. But, yeah, this time they were keeping it at the tower. And it stayed there until, I want to say, like, the late 1800s when they finally moved it to the zoo. That, I don't know. Like, it's just like they're jamming everything that they don't know what to do with. No, that's exactly the, what yeah. it is. It's like the junk drawer of London. It's like the room of requirement. <laughs> <laughs> that's where she got it's it whatever you need it to be i think it was just because it's like the biggest most secure structure in london okay i don't know what these people that's were acceptable thinking. um so this guy saw a fucking bear because the menagerie was in there it was like okay well jerry saw a bear yeah but his band i went through it and he also died from shock so huh. i assume someone would have found the bear in question and the now deceased guard might have been less dead of shock and more dead of like I don't know, bear wounds? Yeah. I mean, that'd be, yeah, if you try to stab a bear, it's probably just going <laughs> to piss it off. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, he missed, so that's just going to upset it. Yeah, because you just lunged at a bear with, with a, a pointy shotgun. object. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you probably screamed, too, so. Yeah. Nothing good. So we've got one phantom bear and a dead man, but that is the only time anyone has ever seen the bear, but it's not the only spirit wandering that particular part of the building. Sir Henry Percy, ninth Earl of Northumberland. Try fitting that on a business card. Sir Henry Percy of no- Northumberland. Umberland. I don't know where that is. I don't. I don't know all of the British names. I don't understand <laughs> their system, like because there's Earl of Sandwich, and like that's is that a town? Is that like a county? Yeah, yeah. Earl of Sandwich. Oh, I don't know if it's like Earl of Sand. I don't know. I don't know British power structures. It's. 
I feel like it's overly complicated. Like someone was just like, okay, so we need to give him a title. So he'll do this thing for us. Uh, what have you got? Uh, Earl oh. of Leafsburg. He's Earl of that spot where there's there's a leaf a there. Leaf. It, it's not a town, but like he can be Earl of the Leaf, and then it just gets passed on through generations until it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, if they kept that special leaf, then maybe, but <laughs> like dried it in a book and then like framed it. Yeah, I like. I just realized we went to like. It's like this is a podcast, scary story podcast. We're not going to get into the history of everything, and no, now we're we're, getting... we're di- we are dissecting <laughs> the titles of British of the British upper class. That's a. We'll do a different episode about British royalty ghosts. I mean, that's like a whole podcast. That's a so. whole yeah. I'm not really into the British history podcast. I mean, yeah, but I feel like you have enough incest oh, in as royal families to have some real fucked up ghosts. <laughs> definitely, I want a chart of just earldoms and count ships count, oh yeah what are yeah what are what's a count and barons yeah now i want to know what a count and baron is because i just think of like vampires uh baron isn't that like uh, snoopy snoopy the red baron or the pizza i, think I don't the red know baron might have been a real person i don't know maybe we should get back to the story right too. yeah um <laughs> <laughs> So Sir Henry Percy, the ninth Earl of Northumberland, was a long-term prisoner in the Tower under King James I. Possibly Bible fame? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. There's so many. This isn't a history podcast. (laughs) Uh, He was eventually released, but his ghost still haunts the battlements of Martin Tower and supposedly tries to push people down the stairs. You know. There's there's just a ghost trying to push people downstairs. That's actually a lot of ghostly activities. Like, oh yeah, I felt like something was pushing me down the stairs, or like I tripped down the stairs because someone pushed me. It's really weird. That's yeah, that's weird. I thought I was just like making weird noises or like marks on you occasionally. <laughs> oh, that sounds weird. Yeah. Just leaving Well, it's about some, to this ghost drew a dick on me. <laughs> It's a frat ghost. Yeah. Oh, just God. like a haunted, like, beta whatever house in St. Petersburg, Florida. <laughs> From all the disgruntled pledges who got hazed too hard. <laughs> Fuck you, Chad. <laughs> no, don't go in that room. That's where Chad's ghost is. What? We shoved the, the paddle a little too hard up his ass and he bled out. So now. You stuck know. it? That would be a terrible place to haunt. Be, frat house? Yeah. Yeah, just like no one would really notice ever. They would just think it was like. And every. And if you, it was. The ghost would be Chad, and then you'd have to deal with all the living Chads in the. Have you seen Chad? Is he the one that's kind of like shimmery and floating around with the the thing sticking out of his ass? No, no, the Chad with the football. Oh, which which one? We have like six. Which one? Yeah. Okay, that narrows it down to five. <laughs> Let me get the chart, and then it's just a game of like that. The Chad chart. <laughs> <laughs> the dimpled Chad. What's that game called where you have like the two sides of the board and you flip up the little Guess board? who? Guess who? It's Chad Edition. Does he have glasses? No, okay. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Does he have I'm trying to think of one. It's like is Can he shotgun six Bud Lights in under five minutes? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one. Also, in October 1817, Edmund Swift, the keeper of the crown jewels, had a bizarre experience when what looked like ghostly liquid passed through their home in the tower and attempted to grab Mrs. Swift as it passed. Ghostly liquid? Yeah, that's how it was described. That just sounds suggestive. Um, well, and it tried to grab the Mrs. as it passed, so I'm just imagining, like, 
floating kind of like mercury looking shit and then once it passes like her ass like a weird hand just kind of pushes itself out you know what i mean and like a nubbin comes out to grab her a ghostly nubbin <laughs> ghostly nubbin from the ghost fluid yeah uh, uh it vanished vanished after mr swift hurled a chair at it which went through the apparition and didn't make contact I don't know. What I got from these stories is that we need to look into better training of tower guards because they really seem like an attack first, try to get an EVP later as far as I like, mean, treatments it, of spirits go. I mean, as a tower guard, that is ideally what you want. You want, like, if someone walks into the crown jewel rooms who's not supposed to be there, like, stab first, ask questions later. Especially if it's a bear. Yeah, I mean, like, the bear, that's just alarming. Although, if you didn't, if the bayonet went through it, I'd also be like, oh. I'm just going insane. That's I, fine. I just have this mental image of like the bear and then he runs for it and then like it sticks in the door behind it like straight out and he kind of like. Also, I just keep thinking of bears and like big hairy gay guys. <laughs> like something got lost in translation. <laughs> I mean, that would make more sense. Th- that also seems like the start <laughs> of a spooky porno. I feel like that's an untapped uh, market. Horror, spooky porn. Spooky porn. I know it can't be horror porn because, like, I mean, unless unless if that's your thing. That's an Eli Roth kind of situation. Yeah, like then it just becomes torture porn, but like spooky porn. Yeah, it was like just... a ghost, someone under a sheet with the oh god, a dick hole. with a di- or not even a dick hole initially. Just you just tent. see like yeah, you just like see the tent sticking out. <laughs> spooky porn. <laughs> when I did stand up, I had this joke about a floating dick, and then. Like, because it was part of a larger bit about dick pics and, like, how you're not supposed to put your face in them. So then it's, like, literally just this disembodied penis. But then you imagine what a literally disembodied penis would be. And you just kind of picture it, like, floating down a dark hallway. Like that candle abra from Oh, yeah, the Haunted, the Haunted Mansion. Mansion. Just, like... Like the worst haunted house ever. Just a dick like <laughs> coming down the hallway. Just bobbing. <laughs> yeah, like, doing, like, the swoops. Yeah, so spooky porn, like uh, Insidious parody, insider ass. I don't, I'm going more cheesy, just like like more I, of a house on haunted hill vibe with it. Maybe yeah, just yeah. spooky porn. Maybe yeah, it's just like saying spooky porn. That's uh, I mean, new enterprise for you. What am I doing? Get into with directing. Getting <laughs> just spooky porn. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Just make it more more spooky. More spectral, you more know, spooky. like ooh, a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I just I whispered into the mic, and I know I'm gonna listen to that and go like, "What the fuck was I doing?" <laughs> um, I'm still getting used to having a setup where there's two mics, and it's not just like one in the middle. Oh, really? <laughs> so like listening back to it, it's like, "Wow, that's clear. I'm very close." Holy crap! What's that vocal fry? <laughs> so I had a huge story planned where I was gonna tell you about the witch's castle in Forest Park, which Ooh. is like a mile away from here. What? Yeah. Uh, Forest Park, it's... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know, but Witch's Castle. Witch's Castle is... I'll do it briefly. Um, Are you running out of time? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm, like, padding a little bit. <laughs> so uh, there's this abandoned ranger station up at Forest Park, about, like, a half a mile trail. Hmm. And it's supposed to be haunted by this family that, like, had a huge feud thing going. So I was going to do that, but when I was looking stuff up, I found a link on a site called realbritishghost.com so like you know it's legit yeah and it was just called screaming skulls (laughs) and so i was like oh this is gonna be fun and whimsical and it's it's great um apparently it's a thing in britain and the name is kind of misleading because they don't always like scream sometimes you just like tame shit 
uh, poltergeist activity reappearing in the house after it's been tossed out. Anyway, so I picked my favorite screaming skull story, creep myself the fuck out when I was writing it. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. And it is the tale of the Calgarth skulls. The Calgarth. Calgarth. And I get to do like a little speech in Old English, which is going to be a treat for everybody. Oh. I might do an accent. We'll see how that just, plays out. Just do it for the first half and then just peter out as he lose confidence. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> when... He failed to convince Craster and Dorothy Cook, Craster is a real name, to sell their perfect little patch of land overlooking Lake Windmere in Cumbria, England. A wealthy magistrate, Miles Philipson, which <laughs> sounds Miles like a made-up name. I mean, to be fair, Benedict Cumberbatch sounds like a made-up name, too. And we look at him. <laughs> you mean He's a... Benadryl Pumpkin Patch? Ba- uh, you remember God. that meme where... It, it was... is. I'm trying to think of one, and I can't think <laughs> Benadryl Pumpkin Patch. Bumblebee... Yeah. Bumblebee cookie. Balthazar. (laughs) Cumber something. No, I'm not even trying anymore. Anyway, (laughs) Benedict Cumberbatch made up British names. Baba Duke something. Uh, Cumberbund. Baba Shook. I hated that Bob Duke meme. I loved it, and it is precious. And don't. Um, I will. Okay, I will give it some credit because it had a base in reality, and then people started throwing Pennywise the Clown into it, and I was like, "No, he eats children. He's not a gay icon." Do you really want to? I mean, the the reason he Bob Duke gay was gay icon was because it just like randomly was missorted into the LGBT movie section of Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And then we ran with it. Yeah. And I, he's my favorite gay icon. And all of my gay, all gay Twitter blew the fuck up that day, and it was glorious. I'm, I'm not deep into gay Twitter. Oh, I'm very deep. it's te- beautiful. It's fantastic. Gay comedy Twitter, especially. Um, Baba Duck on RuPaul's Drag Race oh was the best. Watch Serving up Baba looks. <laughs> I spend a lot of time watching like Snapchat stories from like Cosmo and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember who it was, but they had like Bob oh, yeah, the- Gay Pride makeup tutorials. I saw there was a drag show where it was like the Baba Duck was lip syncing a cover of um, Weirdo and like was doing like a burlesque strip thing. But like every time he took off the jacket, it was just the same jacket underneath. <laughs> And then did a wig reveal with the same wig <laughs> underneath. I think the part that like rubbed me the wrong way is that the Babadook is one of the few like horror monsters in the last several years that's like legitimately scared me. Oh yeah, like it's terrifying. That's why it's funny is because yeah. it's like it has no reason to be in this realm. Oh my god! But we clung to it. It's just like the Babadook, like gnarly hands, just holding a little rainbow flag. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so Benedict Cumberbatch has nothing to do with the story unless we're doing a movie adaptation, in which case... He has everything to do with the story. He has everything to do with it. So this dude, Miles Phillipson, um, was trying to convince... Played by Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) Yes, was trying to convince Craster and Dorothy Cook to sell their little bit of land so he could build a brand new house on it. Kind of like the Emperor's New Groove with less John Goodman and more um, ghosts. Oh, that could go either way. Philipson's new plan of action was to invite the cooks over for dinner on Christmas under the guise of making peace and repairing their friendship, which he had inevitably damaged by demanding that they sell him their land. He assured them that he no longer wanted said land. Of course, being a douchebag, uh, Philipson used the meeting as an opportunity to frame the cooks for stealing a silver cup that had been present at the dinner party. Uh, Sidebar, not a history podcast, but in England like olden time england it was a huge deal to have like a silver cup they took it very seriously i thought i thought he was just gonna kill him no 
um he uh. wanted to not be involved in that manner so he planted it on them and then was like hey my silver cup is missing and then the police searched their house and it was and the silver cup was there okay bitches got like murdered in america during that time for like stealing silver cups yeah i don't know if you've seen the witch but that was like a huge plot point i haven't yet but i want to it's good stuff it's really creepy um i've never been scared by a goat before yeah that's uh, that's also why i've avoided it is because i've heard about that (laughs) fucking black philip so he framed them for stealing this cup, and um, it took very little effort for him to get his friends arrested and hung for the crime. They just went straight to yeah. To that just hang. yeah. I mean, that just seems like old time um, England. Before she died, Dorothy Cook was kind enough as to offer a few impossible to read last words. Oh, okay. This is the this is the poem. It's it's written in Old English, but like I'm pretty sure these are words that exist in modern language. Ooh. God damn it. You can do it. Getting very self-conscious. Would it help if I didn't look? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, I'll look. (laughs) I'm currently looking at the ceiling for those of you listening. Um, Harks to hear, Miles Philipson, that teeny lump of land is the dearest ground a Philipson has ever bought, but spelled B-O-W-T-E. For ye shall prosper, never mower ye serve. That's not a word. Nor yawn of, I can't fucking read this. Nor yon of ought breed, so I guess it's kids. Uh, he's not gonna prosper, and neither will his kids. And while Calgar's strong woes shall stand, will haunt it day and neat. N e e t. Meat. She was a beautiful woman. <laughs> Basically, she was cursing the yeah. land. Yeah. Um, oh Jesus! Right as you said that, like the cat walked by, and the eyes reflected like the red light, <laughs> and like that was. Well done, Lucy. <laughs> well done, Lucy the cat. Yeah, you're doing. You're gonna be a part of this podcast, Lucy. Oh my god. Yeah, no, that was just like perfect timing on part of her, on her part. So well, a year or so after the hangings and demolition of the Cook's Cottage, construction was finished on Calgarth Hall, and I hope it was beautiful as shit because it sure wasn't worth the trouble that Philipson was about to have. From what I understand, it was like an actual like house and not like a castle it was just like a house yeah because this was in like i want to say like the 1700s yeah i guess that makes sense most people didn't have castles so during a christmas party mrs phillipson left to go fetch something from her room when she came across something she definitely hadn't picked up during their last trip to yield pier one <laughs> yield pier one <laughs> it was a pair of human skulls sitting on the staircase uh justifiably frightened she had them thrown into the courtyard Personally, I might have handed them over to the police or something, or at least like buried them on the property. But no, don't bury them on the property. That's like or it like, becomes part of the earth. Or thrown them into a lake, but like I don't know. The story isn't about me, so whatever. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I mean, police. Yeah, then that's their problem. But yeah. like you throw, you bury it. That's just like you now you have a burial ground. I guess or yeah, a haunted that's, lake. That's. <laughs> I don't hear enough stories about haunted lakes. Yeah, but now I really want to watch Ghost Ship. Whoa. That movie was awful. I don't know. I don't, have I seen Ghost Ship? I think I've seen it once, but it was a, during a period when I was like watching Thirteen Ghosts a lot, <laughs> which I still do. I don't know why I said that was like a period in my life. I, I don't know. know. I just like I just Thirteen Ghosts has Shaggy in it. It has Shaggy. It has Monk. Some asshole oh, yeah. gets cut in half, and not like cut in half from the waist. Like cut oh in yeah, half. it was like yeah, it like goes like, like vertical with a or, door. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, I haven't seen that for a while. Now I want to see it too. (laughs) Yeah. So there were some skulls on her staircase and she had them thrown into the courtyard because I guess that's what you do. Yeah. Get them out. (laughs) 
All right. In any case, despite tossing the skulls outside, the house was plagued that night by screams that tore through the halls of the Philipson's home. The next morning, the skulls were found once again on the staircase. Jesus. (laughs) They did this every day, removing the skulls from Calgarth Hall, only to be kept awake at night by shrieking and moaning throughout the house. Every morning, the skulls would be back on the stairs. This is a thing? Like, it's not just this story. It's just like... Screaming skulls is a thing. Um, Not exactly like this but there are other occurrences i didn't really like look into them that hard because i had to focus on one and right yeah but god yeah okay no this is yeah this is good ghost story <laughs> <laughs> the phillips and sleep wasn't the only thing to suffer their social lives also declined and they became outcasts with friends unwilling to visit them for fear of also bringing on the wrath of dorothy cook's final impossible to read curse Philipson's business also declined, and the family fell into ruin. The skulls did not abandon them, as their friends and business contacts did, however. They returned every single day until Mile Philipson's death, which I assume had a lot to do with stress. Yeah, like, I mean, that's bad. Also, as you're saying that, that the skulls are sticking around, I looked over to the right <laughs> at the pictures on your wall with that are just, like, a, people, like, old-timey pictures but instead of faces, there are just skulls. Yeah, those are actually those, uh, I think they're lenticular, where they look normal from one angle, and then you turn, and they're, like, creepy. That's even worse for this story. <laughs> um, yeah, they're my favorite Halloween decoration. They're not uh-huh. up all year round. My, ha- my apartment does not always look like this. <laughs> I, I assume, but, like, those, oh, my God. Yeah, I got them at the dollar store. That's a good dollar store find. Yeah. But it, that's, yeah, I mean, like, I, like, looked over there, and, like, I did have a moment where it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, have those been there the whole time? Uh, no, they hung themselves over the course of the story, God because damn. I'm really putting a lot of production value into this podcast. I know, yeah, for one person, <laughs> their audio reaction. Oh, God. Um, okay, anyway. Yeah, so Mr. Philipson died, and I... Like I said, I assume stress of, you know, being an outcast and being broke and having fucking skulls in his house. And the screams. Oh, the screaming. (laughs) Forgot about the the screaming. Don't ever forget about the screaming. Um, After that, they took to returning but twice a year on Christmas and the anniversary of the cook's hanging, which, if you remember correctly, was only like a week and a half after christmas so they like get their visitation in in like they they visit for the holidays yeah yeah it's just like like they're shitty relatives yeah they're just there for like a week (laughs) oh god yeah they're that's the shittiest relative (laughs) (laughs) and craster and dorothy just come into the house to scream for a week (laughs) and then leave I bet some people have in-laws like that. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, a lot of people are probably would relate pretty hard to that. Especially with a name like fucking Craster and Dorothy. I know. Uh-oh, here comes Craster and Dorothy. It's like, ah! <laughs> this is a fun week. Like, I talked to your sister, and she won't take them this year. We can't do this every year. Yeah, we all have to take turns. Chad. Uh- <laughs> You take the damn skulls. He graduated. Back to your house. He graduated from the University of Florida, purchased a house in England, <laughs> and is now haunted by skulls instead of other Chad. <laughs> it was like ghost Chad. We're, we're building a new story within the narrative. I know, yeah. Stories. We're just like building this out. Uh, and uh, he's actually a ghost bear. <laughs> other Chad. No, the ghost bear just wanders by, lumbers by from time to time. Um, so the Philipsons' heirs also suffered the curse. Uh, it said that during a dinner party, apparently dinner parties were like, just like a huge thing. Um, during a dinner party, the doors were flung open to the dining room. 
the doors to the dining room were flung open. Grammar. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, two skulls rolled across the floor. Duh. God, I really like fucked that. That could have been a really nice dramatic line, but instead I was dissecting my grammar. But yeah, uh, two skulls just like rolled Roll- in. Yeah, and dinner party. Yeah, dinner parties are very like narratively dramatic. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> picturing like a Charles Dickens era. Yeah, like it feels like it would be a play. Yeah. Like that's just what they lived like yeah. every day. And for some reason, like the way I'm picturing these doors, they lead to the inside of the house, but when they fly open, like wind and leaves and shit. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, like the lights will flicker and all the candles yeah. like, go out for a second. But it's like then... it just leads to another room. Like it doesn't lead outside, but it still leaves and shit. Yeah, yeah, you still, yeah, like I mean, the ghosts. Like the ghosts were like, no, this needs to be dramatic, Craster. Like get the leaves, get the leaves. <laughs> Dorothy, I told these are overkill. <laughs> he was like, Craster? We want no. subtlety. <laughs> We're screaming skulls, Dorothy. We can't Dorothy. blow the whole load now. We still have to come back in a week and a half. <laughs> Gotta get the New Year's haunting in. Um, so eventually the skulls were bricked up somewhere in the house where they remain to this day, quietly. Bricks stop them? Well, I mean, I guess they like found a like a closet and they put the skulls in there and then they bricked them in. I don't know why that would stop them. Yeah, like I feel like, I mean, like they, like, they, but that's... Pure, they came back like regularly that's well and i looked it up and um calgarth hall is a real place but it doesn't have open visitation and i know this isn't a history podcast but i did research some of this stuff and uh i cannot confirm or deny that there are a pair of human skulls bricked into a closet in this manor home in wherever the fuck england i mean yeah I, i'd imagine they're still probably screaming if they're there just very muffled <laughs> <laughs> just, are they even still alive craster i don't know but we gotta keep screaming i don't know dorothy it's christmas this is just what we do now (laughs) i've been doing it for so long it's just routine Uh, so those are the screaming skulls of calgarth hall that's a good ghost story though i really enjoyed that one and it did creep me out um and i texted my boyfriend about it i was like yeah i read this and i really scared myself uh screaming skulls are nothing to fuck around with and he's like i guess it depends on like what they're screaming I'm like no it's <laughs> uh, yeah screaming. i mean it's just any screaming skulls. any screaming like is skulls not good. period unless they're like screaming about like free candy or no i mean even doesn't it, their skulls screaming it's still about a skull candy. screaming yeah there's that's no... a little more terrifying because it's like why do they have candy why are they luring me do they have a van what's this <laughs> oh that sounds like a death metal like like a van with screaming skulls. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you tour. It's what we toured in. Skulls with candy. Oh god. Will you not be creepy, Lucille? It looked like she was going for a bug or something. All right. This episode of Boo Ha Ha was brought to you by Craster and Dorothy's Skull Shine. Get your old bones ready for the holiday season with the finest grave wax from here to the hereafter. Need a pickup for that Christmas party? Maybe you just want to look the best for an old friend. Well, look no further than Craster and Dorothy's Skull Shine. It's screaming good. Do an email from Yay. a listener, and I'm trying to keep my phone away from my mic because last time I got it too close. Oh, did the like? It crackled and it bugged shit out of me. I mean, that might be more appropriate for ghost stories. <laughs> Just crackling. Um. So this is an email from uh, Casey, who uh, she uh, there are pictures with this too. She's in pictures. Yes. Ooh. So. I'm just going to read her email word for word. Begin quote. So I don't have any personal ghost encounters, which I mean, that's fine. 
but I can tell you about the Swenson Farm. The Swenson Farm, now a museum, is a turn-of-the-century farmhouse halfway between my hometown of Granite Falls, Minnesota, and Mon- Montevideo. I don't know. They- Montevideo? Or- Monte- that sounds too fancy for Minnesota. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be Montevideo. <laughs> Yeah, no, they wouldn't have. I don't know if you've ever had a hot dish before, but they aren't no. exactly. <laughs> hot dish. Hot dish. It's anyway, a yeah. casserole. <laughs> so that's the next town over. Uh, keep in mind this place is in the middle of nowhere. You have to take back roads to get there, and the nearest neighbors are nearly a mile away. So, like, there's definitely going to be a murder here. Uh, and she sent a picture of the house. Uh, and I quote, because podcasts are a wonderful visual medium. That's considerate. So, like, that's. Oh, yeah, that that looks like... Yeah, and I'll yeah. probably tweet this picture. It's definitely haunted. Yeah, like it would be like Amity Horror. At least thing. four ghosts. At a minimum. <laughs> um, the house itself is set a, a set back a ways from the road, but right next to the highway is a small cemetery. The Swenson family burial plot, nine graves in all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ghosts up the ass here. Wow. It's creepy enough driving by during the day. Never mind when you're coming back for the movies in the middle of the night. Uh, so, of course, everyone knew this house was haunted. I hear a bunch of crazy and sometimes contradic- contradictory stories about the place as a kid, all of which were for third or fourth hand. Uh, that's the only way you can hear a ghost story. Third or fourth. Yeah, you can't have it first hand. It's like my brother's sister's girlfriend said. Yeah. My brother's sister's girlfriend. My brother's maybe. sister's That's girlfriend. just your sister's girlfriend. Yeah, that is my brother. I mean, unless it was half brother. My mother's son's sister. That's you. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> um. Oh, she she did a bullet point list, so that's oh, cool. Wow. Um. So after the county historical society bought the place, they found a giant upside down cross painted on the wall of the basement. Painted dot 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 in blood. That sounds like a teenager thing. Like they're so ed- look at me. I'm so edgy. <laughs> the basement walls were also known to bleed. All right. Whether this was Okay, sep- yeah, never mind. <laughs> whether this was separate from or in conjunction with the cross was never clear. <laughs> there were also coffins in this basement and they would move around. <laughs> there was a tunnel leading from the basement to the cemetery. For the ghosts? I really wanted Wait, to like Did I vocal- say question mark yeah, for the I ghosts? I really wanted to vocalize the question mark. <laughs> Uh, If you drove by at night, you could see the lights in the house flicker. While it's a working museum, it's maybe open one day a week, six months a year, and is otherwise unoccupied. So you know those goddamn lights are ghosts. She's doing a better job with this story than I did with, like, a month's worth of preparation on the other ones. I know. This is a modern one, too. (laughs) Uh, I was traumatized at a very young age by one story in particular. The friend of someone's parent had driven up to the house in the middle of the night probably on a dare. As they got closer to the house, they saw something stuck in one of the trees. A large teddy bear impaled through the neck by a tree branch. Hmm. Mm. Uh, The history of the house itself, as I had always heard, was pretty horrific and violent. It had been built by Olaf Swenson. O-L-O-F Swenson. Olaf. A Norwegian Norwegian immigrant in the early 1900s. So that all, it checks out. Um, He was very devout and incredibly strict, and he ruled his large family, a wife and seven children, with an iron fist. I didn't know Danny Rand was in this story. This should be good. (laughs) This story is better than the Netflix show, so I'm sure you can see where this is going. 
The Swensons were reclusive, and typically the only time the whole family would venture outside their great stone house was for Sunday services at the country church. The church is still there, actually, just a half mile or so down the road. Eventually, though, there was a falling out. Either Olaf didn't think the church was conservative enough, or he was pushed out for being a nutter. Both hmm. both likely. Yeah. Either way, he set up his own church in his barn and preached the gospel to his family his own damn self. <laughs> God damn <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, it reminds me of that episode of Family Guy where Peter started the Church of the Fawns. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, at some point, the Swensons stopped showing up in town altogether. Even if no one liked Olaf, the neighbors were concerned enough about the rest of the family to go investigate. They found the house empty, or at least they thought it was empty, until they ventured down into that goddamn basement and stumbled across a truly horrific scene. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. Olaf Swenson had finally, entirely lost his shit. He murdered and mutilated his entire family, and then he shot himself. The walls, they say, were covered in blood. God. It was actually only a couple years ago that I learned the whole story was bunk. All right. Well, uh, well that, oh. that was fun while it lasted. I know. That was just... Oh. Olaf Swenson never murdered anyone, but he was a little bananas. He did fancy himself a preacher and actually did have a church in his barn. His family, friends, and neighbors attended services there, at least for a while. The neighbors eventually stopped showing up. Maybe Olaf was a little overzealous, or maybe he was just boring, but even his family found an excuse to stop skip to start skipping church. Oh wow, that would be rough at breakfast. <laughs> no one not one to be deterred, Olaf dug a bunch of rocks up from the field and placed them in the pews instead. After that he went right ahead and preached to the rocks. Cool guy. This sounds oddly less believable than him like murdering, murdering his, his family. family. So that's the story of the Swenson family house in Minnesota. That... Thank you for sending that in, Casey. Yeah. And, uh, fuck uh... you for making it more interesting <laughs> than my bear story. That, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, like, I don't know, the upside down cross literally just sounds like that, a middle school or this like going, it's like, I'm so tortured. And the, that kind of sounded a little fake, but um, I don't know. I'm always a sucker for like lights. Oh yeah, the lights going on and off. Um, Yeah, because if, I don't know. It was pretty believable. Yeah, I mean that part was. I yeah. just like, like the the walls bleeding blood. I but like no, just like the upside down cross. Literally, yeah. like I just know people I went to high school. Oh yeah, with Definitely. who are just like, f you Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, show you, mom. <laughs> that actually comes into play yeah. in the the story of the witch's castle, which I'm I guess saving now. Um, there's a bunch <laughs> of graffiti on the inside of that. Uh, I've uh, been there several times, and it's not as creepy as people would. Is it, is it just an abandoned ranger station? Or is yeah, it... well, it's like a stone structure. And like there's, it's open air for the most part. It's really, it's it's really weird. It doesn't look like it should have been a ranger station, but that's apparently what it was. Huh. So this is the part of the show where I ask Kevin if he has a ghost story. And if he doesn't, I will cut this part out. Honestly, the only ghost story I really have, because like I grew up like in a house that was kind of isolated um i thought you were just gonna stop it in a house in a house okay. yeah well, that's good you know just that's that's the story um no <laughs> but no it's like the only real because like when i i had an issue where like when i was in third grade um someone started bringing a ouija board oh, to recess that. yeah no and then that was when like i got super paranoid about like all these monsters and it was like a daily it changed day to day one day it was gargoyles and i like hid under a blanket in third grade um the other next day was vampires and like 
my mom will still tell the story, but it's like, I went, hey, mom, do we have garlic powder? She's like, oh, yeah, can I see the garlic? She's like, oh, yeah. And she gave it to me. And then she turned around, and then you turned back around to see me licking it off of my hand. <laughs> Just pure garlic powder. And then she called my teacher, and we stopped having the Ouija board. Yeah, that's but, probably a good idea. Yeah, um, but that time, so, like, I was always afraid of stuff, and I never really saw anything, except... One time I was just like walking back, like on my street with like my mom. Uh-huh. And off in the distance, I saw like this dude wearing like a big gla- big jacket, like glasses and a big hat, just sort of staring at you. Like he was off color. I remember him being like off color, but like very clearly yeah. there, okay. just standing away. And then like I looked over to my mom to see if she saw him. And then I looked back and he was gone. Interesting. And it was in the daytime. Too. That is a ghost story. So you did have one. I did. It's very short. It's not, <laughs> but. Um. I guess the opening episode is as good as time as ever to share my ghost story about the apartment that we're currently sitting in. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. Does so, it have to do with the skull pictures? Uh, nothing to do with those. Uh, but it was about a month after I moved in. Um, the person upstairs died. Oh, Jesus. Um, I believe they killed themselves. I'm not 100% on the details because I didn't ask, but there were police here and like, my mom visited that day, so that was fun. Um, it was her first time ever visiting me, like, in this apartment. Mm. So that happened. And then uh, about a week later, um, my ceiling fan just turned off. Mm. And I was, my bed was, like, against the wall that has a window that leads to the courtyard. And I thought I heard someone say, what are you doing? Um, but it could have just been coming from the courtyard. Like, that's not yeah. a huge deal. They came in to fix my ceiling fan, and all of the wires that were supposed to be, like, connected in, like, those little plastic yeah. things, uh, they had come out. Huh. So that's weird. And this building is over 100 years old, and it used to be a hotel. Yeah, it looks. It has the hotel look. Yeah. So, that, um, so that's my ghost that's, story Yeah, that's here. really yeah. good. Yeah. I, I should have better ghost stories. Like, I grew up near virginia city nevada which is supposed to be like one of the most haunted right, places yeah. in the uh, world they did or country an episode of ghost adventures there yeah they do like a ton of ghost stories there because there's just like a bunch of like old haunted buildings and like old like prospector cemeteries and like i haven't been there except once i am very shit like i will talk a big game about ghosts but i am very shitty about going into places that actually like might have them um like i went to the winchester mystery house once and I, I mean, I want to go back. It sounds amazing. But it scared me so much after that that I had, like, nightmares for weeks. Huh. Um, which yeah. it coincided with me spending two weeks at a church camp. So that was just very poorly. Yeah, planned. that was, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that also might be contributing yeah. to it. Um, well, it was great having you. Thank you for yeah. being on the first episode of Boo-ha-ha. Boo-ha-ha. Um, we'll work on it. Yeah. I think you have a. I like, yeah, this questioning, like, boo ha ha. Boo ha ha. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, do you have any, like, shows coming up or stuff that you're doing? Um, The one I can think of right now is November 26th at uh, Funhouse Lounge. It's called Smut. Oh. 8 p.m. Yeah. So excited about that. Good post Thanksgiving decompression if you want get away from your family yeah and then then there's always twitter oh yeah where can they find you on twitter uh my twitter handle is at john j-o-h-n kevinston 314 so if you enjoy this podcast please subscribe rate review 
all that fun stuff. Um, as of right now, it's going to be a monthly podcast, but if you guys are like cool about it, I will definitely consider bumping that up to like twice a month. You can find us on Twitter at BooHaHaPod. Uh, you can email your ghost stories to BooHaHaPod at gmail.com. I, Emily Faye Coleman, am on Twitter at Emily F. Coleman. And I guess until next time, I don't know. I need something creepy. Something creepy. Don't turn out the lights and turn on spooky porn. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to say it one more time. Write yourself some spooky <laughs> Write porn. Write yourself some spooky porn. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>